In today's show, I'm going to be looking at the waiver wire players to add for long-term, for short-term, the hot players, the must-roster players. It's all coming up. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. No more time wasting. Let's get straight into the waiver Wire show um, first of all, looking at players who can be long-term ads in nine-cat leagues. Now, I've tried to look at players who are rostered in or not rostered in a vast uh, a vast chunk of leagues here. And some of these players aren't particularly sexy, but if you're looking to solidify the back end of your team, someone like Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith, they're providing enough value. Now, Finney-Smith, of course, has been out for a while. And how he goes playing alongside Christos Porzingis remains to be seen. But Finney Smith's the 118th ranked player so far this year. O'Neal's the 128th ranked player. And I wouldn't say their upside is particularly high. But in a 12-team format, you can use those players and grab their you know, steals or grab their small amount of threes and grab their rebounds. Where they're just sort of solid and marginally below average in a whole bunch of categories. And that can be really useful. Uh, Patrick Williams is a guy that I think we're more investing in for the future. His numbers have been a little bit all over the place, 173rd ranked player. He might play 30 minutes one night. He plays 23 another night. But I think the Bulls are going to make some changes this year. I think you'll see guys like Otto Porter move on, and that will help Williams' minutes. Now, with Williams, he can be a drop depending on how your team looks and what you need. He is more of a longer-term investment. But I think long-term, he is going to be that player who can be a top 130, maybe push to the top 100, although that might be going a little bit far. And guys like Kelly Olenek, who's still you know, really under-rostered in my mind, He's had a couple of stinkers the last couple, but he's still the 91st ranked player over the course of the season, and he's not rostered in as many leagues as he needs to be. And Darius Baisley, I know people will drop Baisley, and I've got no problem if you want to drop him. I still believe in Baisley. We know the Thunder are really putting him in situations that he's not comfortable with, and Mark Dagnott said that same thing. Like, this is not catch-and-shoot Baisley. We want him to create a lot more. And I think that's going to pay off massively in the long run. But if you need the production right now, if you need to stream guys in, if you need wins, if you're hit with COVID absences, and you need to drop Baisley, I understand that. But I think he can have, yeah, maybe best-case scenario, a top 100 season from mid-February on. That's a month away, and you might have to deal with some pe- terrible performances. But what he's doing, he's shooting like you're 32% from the field, and that sort of crap is not going to continue. He's going to be better in terms of the shooting, and I think you'll be rewarded, but it is a balancing act, and it does come down to the individual team and, and how you're able to deal with that. Let's have a look at some uh, long-term ads in points leagues. Again, guys that are under-rostered, Mason Plumlee and Derek Rose, a couple of Pistons players. Now, maybe these guys, when we get to April, aren't playing the same sort of role, or they're not even on this team, although I think Plumlee will be. Um, but for now, they're significantly under-rostered. They can be top 100 guys, and if you get a month worth of top 100 uh, production out of these players, I think you'd be pretty happy. I've got Baisley on this list as well, another guy that requires a little bit of longer investment, as I said. And Cole Anthony, we're starting to see a bit of a change in Anthony's game. He's being a little bit more judicious with his shot selection. The assists aren't really there, but I do like what he provides in a points league over a category league, and I think he should be a rostered player in a points league, maybe not so much in a category league. And Alec Burks, who is rostered in the vast majority of advanced leagues, 
But in points leagues, he is only 53% rostered on Yahoo. That should be significantly higher. He has been a top 100 player over the course of the season. I think he remains at least as a top 120 sort of guy, and that means he should be rostered in those formats. We have a look at some deeper league ads now. Josh Okogi finally got the steals happening last game, had five of them there, and that's what we've been waiting for for Okogi. I don't think his starting job is going anywhere. He's only the 212th ranked player this season, but that's because he hasn't had any steals prior to this last game. He can get you some steals. He can hit some threes. He can block some shots. He's a good free throw shooter. He should be rostered in deep leagues. So should Cameron Payne, who has the backup job in Phoenix locked down. He's the 211th ranked player so far this season, but he can get you four or five assists a game, and that in itself is worth rostering in, say, 16-teamers. Maxi Kleber has been dropped in a lot of cases, as has Daniel House, because of their absences, but these are guys who should be, even in 14-team leagues, rostered, and you consider Kleber even as a back-end 12-team league player, but in 16-teamers, if they're available, they're players that I'm adding. And then Damian Lee's someone to watch, Golden State is going to make some changes to their lineup at some point. Now, whether that's benching James Wiseman or whether it's benching Kelly Oubre, something's going to change. And if it is Oubre going, then Lee will be the guy that moves into the starting lineup. And that means in, say, 16-team leagues, he does become a lot more appealing. Not the same level of appeal that he had last season, but definitely more than what we've seen from Damian Lee so far this season. Next up, we look at some players to drop in nine-cat leagues. Now, these aren't players that you just go out and drop. These are guys that when you're considering, hey, I need to add someone or I need to stream or I need to make a two-for-one trade or whatever it is, these are guys that I don't think will be long-term 12-team league players. Kendrick Nunn at the moment absolutely is someone you can add and you can try and sell him high. But when we look at it long-term, when Butler and Hero and Avery Bradley come back, is there even a guarantee he's in the rotation? Is there a guarantee he's playing more than 12 minutes a night? At the moment, he's playing 35 a night and he's dominating. He's putting up big, big numbers. Now, the Heat aren't necessarily winning, but he's putting up big numbers. But that's just not going to be able to continue. So I think none's got to be someone that we look at and go, well, if I can't trade him, and if there is someone out there on the wave wire who I really need to get, you might miss out on one good game from none. But getting that other guy that someone's dropped and they've, they've dropped a good player by mistake or you know, not by mistake, by them being a shit fantasy manager, then you make that move. Pat Mills, I think a lot of people went and added him on the back of some of his early season form and then also on the back of the DeJounte Murray injury, which isn't an injury really because Murray is playing on Sunday. Mills is rostered in 77% of uh, advanced leagues. He's fallen outside the top 150. He was top 100 for a bit, but we knew that was going to come down. He's a drop. Fan of pants Kevin Herter, I believe as well, is a drop. Bogdanovich is going to come back and it's going to make it even worse. We've got Reddish and Hunter and Gallinari all returning. Herter was putting up big numbers, getting a lot of assists. I just don't think that's something that can continue. Michael Porter's back in Denver, so Farton Will Barton can go. Uh, he's been terrible all season anyway, and now the minutes are probably going to drop. While speaking of the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Uh, Gallinari's someone that... Um, it's just find it hard for him to get 30 minutes or even 29 minutes to be that rosterable player. Now, I wouldn't be just going out and dropping him. Maybe they do play him 30 minutes and they really limit John Collins. That's a possibility. But given how I'm looking at him projection-wise for Gallinari, I think that he's probably not going to be that top 150 or even you probably want someone to be a top 130 guarantee player to have them as must-hold players. And I'm not sure Gallinari is going to be that this season. In points leagues, Duncan Robinson has been playing well. Look, he's been putting up numbers. But in a points league, he's not that good long-term. And even then, he's only just barely a top 150 player this season. And with those other players coming back, he's going to drop off. Gallinari, as I mentioned, uh, Bob Portis, uh, we're seeing some of the regression in him at the moment. Not someone that I'm dropping in every scenario. But again, if I need that spot, if I need to add one of those players say I had in the long-term ads for points leagues, then I think Portis can be considered uh, expendable. Uh, Lou Dort. 
My son is also named Bort. Ah, the remix. Uh, I think Dort is putting up good numbers in terms of category leagues, hitting threes, getting steals. It's not really translating massively to, to points leagues, and I think you can do better streaming in that roster spot. And then Barton, as I mentioned already, not someone that we need to be hanging on to. Let's look at some must-roster players. These are guys who are rostered in under 85% of Yahoo League, so I think are top 100 guys. Um, when I talk, say top 100, it's mainly for categories, but it does carry over to points leagues as well. I'm just going to bang through these names. The wiki, Chris Boucher. What are we doing? Must-roster everywhere. Now, I put him up because he was like 83% rostered. Did people panic over the last couple of games? Jesus, uh, roster him. Paul Washington Jr., must-roster. Evan Fournier. He's back. He's putting up a lot of usage. He shouldn't be on any waiver wires. Seth Curry. Looks great. Back from COVID. Looks awesome. Must roster. Tyrese Halliburton. People panicked. Must roster. Darius Garland. I want to saw that he was rostered in as few leagues as he was. I was staggered. I know he missed a bunch of time, but as soon as he was back, he just should have been added. He's rostered in just 73% of Yahoo leagues. What are you guys doing? Wendell Carter Jr., must roster. Serge Barker, must roster. Malik Beasley, must roster. Terry Ross, must roster. Ennis Cantor, must roster, at least for now. Keldon Johnson, what? Why is he rostered in under 85% of leagues? Jordy Clarkson, must roster. DeAndre Hunter, must roster. And Brooke Lopez, must roster. I don't need to tell you why they are. They just are. Simple. Next up, short-term ads. Guys who got a little bit of value over the immediate you know, immediate area of this season, the next couple of weeks. Dougie McDirt, they're starting him at the moment. I think that might change if they start ramping Jeremy Lamb's minutes up. But for now, McDermott's worth a look. Anthony Gill. Now, if you're playing on ESPN, number one, you shouldn't be. It's a trash fantasy platform and you should never play a league there. And that's why I don't really reference ESPN because they are so lazy that Anthony Gill is not even in their system. He was signed in the middle of December. Like what? And it took me calling them out to get add guys like uh, Jay Sean Tate. I, I tweeted it, and remarkably, you know, six hours later, he was added. Do I have to do it with Anthony Gill as well? Absolute bullshit that Anthony Gill's not on their system, but he is a short-term ad with Hachimura and Bertans and Avdia, all these guys out for the Wizards. Gill's going to get an opportunity. Carmelo Anthony has an opportunity with no McCollum and no Nurkic. He's going to get extra looks, extra minutes. Daniel Tice, I think, is playing well with Jason Tatum out. He's a good short-term ad. And then the Duke, Wayne Ellington. I've got him as a short-term ad. It might be a long-term ad. I've only got him as a short-term ad because I just don't know how long the Pistons, who are terrible, can persist with playing a 30-plus-year-old Wayne Ellington and playing him 30 minutes a night despite how well he's playing. He's just not any part of the future. But for now, he's worth looking at because he's hitting an absolute shit-ton of threes. In points leagues, Jeremy Lang, uh, Lamb, I, I didn't include him as a short-term category league ad because he's been added in a lot of places. Now, I'm not as high on Lamb for his long-term production as others are. I think he is totally fine, but I wouldn't say he's an absolute game-changer, world-beater sort of a player. Like, he played another 20 minutes in Sunday's action and had 13 points, which is totally fine, but he does lack in a few other areas, but I think, think he still should be, especially in points leagues. And add Alfred Payton's a guy for short-term. I don't know how long that lasts, but for now, it's short-term. Mallow, as I mentioned. Otto Porter is a guy that is under-rostered in points leagues significantly. Now, I don't know what happens with Porter. In fact, I think it probably turns pear-shaped for him in March. But for now, he's an ad. And Doug McDirt, also someone else we can add in points leagues. If you look at the guys that were added, popular ads, some of the highest ad guys, Torian Prince. Yeah, no, I don't see it. Garland, Sexton, Okoro. There's your one, two, three. Osman backing up the three and the two. Prince might get 20 minutes a night. I don't see why he's being added in as many leagues as he is. Timothy John McConnell, uh, excellent stream option for assists and steals. I totally get that. He gets you six assists and two steals pretty much every game. 
and there is tremendous value in that. Rudy Gay as a popularity had a big game last time out for San Antonio. I don't see him as being a must roster guy. Boog Cousins, as long as um, what's his name, uh, Christian Wood, as long as the crucifix is out. Cousins is a guy to roster, but there are a lot of people overreacting to Cousins. Add him and sell high because people are, man, Boogie's back. Is this it? Is he all over the place? Like the first game without Christian Wood, he was dreadful. The second game, he was amazing. But unless he plays 25 minutes and plays next to Christian Wood, he has no appeal. Jeremy Lamb, another guy popular ad, makes sense. Um, hot players, Rocket Rodney Hood had that one game, and then we haven't seen Portland play since, so uh, let's see how he goes. I'm, he's going to play on Sunday, but I'm recording this before that game. I'm not convinced that he's a must-roster player long-term. David Nwaba, absolutely not interested in him. Trey Burke, uh, he's going to get yeah, just shitted on when everyone from the Mavericks returns. Grayson Allen, much similar to uh, to Hood. He only played the one game, and he is not someone. 14-team uh, leagues, I can see with Allen, while Isaiah Roby is someone to add as long as Al Horford remains out uh, as he is uh, celebrating the birth of his child. And the Thunder will be under absolutely no rush to bring him back. Remember Trevor Ariza? The Thunder have him on their roster and they just said, Trev, don't bother, mate. Just stay home. And he was like, cool. I'll do that and I'll deal with my uh, personal situation. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, thumbs up, bells, comments. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. So yeah. <laughs>